Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I don't get it podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to the I Don't Get It podcast. It is Naz. It's Ashley. And Lauren's not here right now. So as the perfect fill-in for the topic that we have today, which is Mr. Big, basically part three, the success stories. I, I say that with a question mark. And yeah, I don't, I don't know, know why. if it's success stories. I think it's like three different angles. Okay, three different time. angles. Yeah. Um, they're all like relatively positive. They're not sad stories today. Um, my friend Lizzie, who joined us for the first ever Mr. Big podcast, is here joining us, fill in for Lauren. Our resident big expert. Hi, yeah, Lizzie. I might become the resident big expert now. Yeah. Years, <laughs> I've got years of experience under my belt and wisdom. She's got like a decade. decade. <laughs> I'm approaching a decade. It's and approaching it's, a decade. It's kind so of funny. giving me a mild well, anxiety attack, but it's cool. Aw, Liz. Well, I'm so happy you're here because, so I did the Heartbroken Anonymous event in New York, and everyone that's mm-hmm. listening that came, thank you so much. The event went so well lizzie went actually i did and as somebody who does not express my feelings very well except for apparently on this podcast um yeah she did a great job yeah i was like wow that was a lot of emotion that came out of me but um it was so moving and i was just so inspired and also just enthralled with everybody there like i just don't know if you hired them all and they all had like stories (laughs) that like they wrote out before because it was just everyone was so eloquent and like their stories were just all heartbreaking for me too but it's just nice to know other people are like feeling what you feel either way it's in different ways but it yeah right that can be a whole nother topic no it was awesome i definitely want to bring it to other cities so guys let me know and also actually i talked to ashley about this we want to do a heartbroken anonymous series on the podcast and i don't want to reach out to people who've come to the meetings but if you guys have a heartbroken story that you're willing to share anonymously or publicly on the podcast email us at info at heartbrokenanonymous.com. But the reason why it's so cool is he's here and it's relevant is that a lot of the girls that came to the meeting, Ashley, were like, we loved the big podcast. Yeah. Can you do another one? Because we felt like the first Mr. Big Stories part two, which was episode 39, if you guys haven't listened to it. Um, we feel like those stories like didn't relate as much. So we went out as the I Don't Get It podcast to try and get you guys three completely different stories um, that you may relate to. Yeah. I'm so excited to hear them. We are starting out with a girl. What's her name, Naz? So her name is Caitlin. And she believes that she may be a man's big. Another guy's big. Like, she doesn't have a big necessarily, but she may be the big. I need to ask her. Okay, also, one, I think all of these people are unicorns. And I'm like, tell me everything. I need to know. (laughs) Yeah, Um, just so you guys know to tease real quick till the end is... The next, the girl after that is in the middle of a situation with her big and our podcast comes into play in their situation. And then the third person that you guys will hear from at the end of the podcast ended up marrying their big after being on and off with them for 13 years. So stick around for that. years, guys. But what were you saying, Liz? See, Lizzie, it can still happen. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I need to know. I need to see receipts. I just need to know everything. But then also like to be someone's big. I never even thought about that side of things like 
What? I am no one's big. I know. Big. I'm no one's big. <laughs> no. Actually, I'd like to like, think, I don't I'm, think I'm I this am guy's either. big that I went to college with that still texts me to this day okay, that wait, I barely I ever have text a guy back. Like that too. Do you think maybe we're there, Pigs? Ashley, he, they always reach out and I, I'm so short worded and I feel bad. It's I just, just so you guys know, I'm not I being mean. Too. We're not close. But but no, it's really sad. It's like how you feel about this person. You're like, maybe like this random person I that know. texts me. What if my big then thinks that I'm like that know, level like of I insignificance. Like, is a he like, oh my God, why is she texting me? I haven't seen her in forever. Meanwhile, this poor guys that are texting you are probably like taking all of the time to arrange their text messages saved in their drafts. Right. Like what I think is just, I mean, and we all know this, it's captain obvious here, but it's just so fucked up that like so many people like so many people that don't like them back. And then those people that don't like them back, like people that don't like them back. Yeah, Does that I mean, make sense? No, that's why Todd Hamilton that's thing. Why you're I, his Todd Hamilton and I'm, and then, and then she's my Todd Hamilton. And who's then you're, Todd Hamilton? What the, what the hell? I don't know who that is. Okay. Everyone Todd Hamilton. I don't know who that is. Never saw Win a sorry date with tad hamilton win a date with tad hamilton wait, what is this or, wait i think like she's actually pulling do. my leg right now no i'm not you always do this i you don't know, know that it's behind you in my vhs collection win a I date not know that with tad hamilton is that a rom-com yes i've never heard of this it movie. only is lizzie in my life is it my it life is- or no? What? I mean, I don't know if you really as strongly, but like her naivete. Every, and then, well, well can oh. you quickly tell me and some listeners that have never seen it what it's about? Uh, okay. Oh God, it's giving me <laughs> just real quick. So there's a contest to win a date with Tad Hamilton, who is basically like the Chris Pratt of our of of the movie. Mm-hmm. And why is he the Chris Pratt? Well, I mean, the Ryan Reynolds, like the like Hollywood hotshot leading man. Got it. And yeah, he's played by Josh Humel. Oh, and and then Kate Bosworth is the girl who works at a Piggly. I love her. Yeah, I know. Works at a Piggly Wiggly in West Virginia with Jennifer Goodwin and Topher Grace as her best friends. It's it's like literally cinematic. And so it's, she you have to win a contest to win a date with him. Yeah, so she wins the contest. She gets flown out to LA. She's so out of place. Don't tell me what happens at the end. Okay. That's she, all I wanted to She know. ends up going on a date with Ted Hamilton. Okay, I don't want to know anymore, Ashley. Okay, okay, fine. Because well, I want to watch it. Well, but we're like her watch naivete it after and, and like okay. she's so just so small crazy. Town. I can't wait. Like it was so big for us because she was just like small town and like uh so naive and just like herself and he like I mean, it's very, it's in the trailer. Like he like yeah. loved it and like right. follows her. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, oh my God. I love it. I can't wait to oh see it. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe this. I cannot I've never believe even I've heard known of you it. for two and a half years. And it's never come up or n- never been discussed. Because Lauren and I talked about it on our on the rom-com. episode, the rom-com yeah. one that you weren't part of. Damn. Like the way she then comes back and talks to Jennifer Goodwin, her best friend, about yeah, yeah. the entire thing is like literally this is Ashley and Jennifer Goodwin. It's, oh, well, Lizzie and I relate to Jennifer Goodwin. She, when she came back, when I came back from The Bachelor, she was like, give me similes. Because that's what Jennifer Goodman says. Like, yes, that's what me, we had. That's what I need. Description. That is uh, exactly like, it. And I put my foot on the pavement. <laughs> yes. And like, yeah. Okay. You're watching it later. That's all. Okay. Anyway, back to Mr. <laughs> big. Yeah, Hamilton but Brandon is the ultimate that. big. All right. Yes. Well, I'm really well. excited because it's kind of fun to have something that you haven't seen in the past and like relive it. It's like learning. A, it's like listening to a song that's been out for a while. That you've never heard before. All right, let's call Caitlin and find out why she's someone's big. Yeah, that's so f- holy crap. 
All right, girl, introduce yourself. Who you got on the line and what's your story? How okay, old are you? Um, Where are you I from? Am... <laughs> let her answer. Oh, let her answer. My name is Kaylin. I'm from the Midwest and um, I am 24. I'm almost 25. And I know you guys hate high school stories. But in high school love... Well, we do not hate high school stories. We're just bitter. No, no, we're not. It's just... it's Sometimes you're a little bitter. Like, oh, this started in junior high. You're right. You're right. I guess because none of us have had a junior high high school love that has lasted very long. And, like, all of my significant meets happened in my mid-20s. I personally feel like they're all the same. But (laughs) I get why people don't think. But anyways... Caitlin, can you um, tell us why you think you're someone's big? Oh, gosh, this is crazy. Okay. Well, when I heard you this first podcast, I don't know what it was, but, like, something just stuck in it. I was like, well, maybe that's what was happening this whole time, and I had no idea. Now, I've watched Sex in the City, so it's not – I know who Mr. Big is and what he's all about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I'm just going to start off. Um, I was in seventh grade, and that's when me and my high school sweetheart started dating. I was super shy, and it was in junior high. It was kind of silly. Um, like, my friends were asking me, hey, do you think he's cute? I was like, well, yeah, he's cute. He's the cutest guy in the whole high school. His family was super popular. He's good at all these kind of sports, whatever. So they're like, well, you don't want, do you want to go out with him? I was like, uh, well, uh, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so turns out they did the same thing to him so anyways we started dating and we dated i mean it's junior high so what do you do you see each other at school and you talk to each other you know during sporting events um so i started dating all through high school it was pretty low-key my parents are pretty strict so i didn't get to go anywhere um so either hanging out at his parents or hanging out at my parents um so 2011 came along and I was trying to figure out where I was going to go to college and he wanted me I think he just figured I would go to the same college as him but then in the back of my mind I was like come on Caitlin do you want to be that girl who's so dependent on your boyfriend that you have to go to the same college as them come on I had decided that that college that he went to didn't have anything to offer me like I'm an accountant that's what I do for a living and the school he went to that wasn't like I don't know, wasn't known for that. So I got to college and I was on the volleyball team. I this is kind of where I started like the rebelling okay. time in my life. So before this, I never drank. Um, I didn't have sex. I was a very goody two shoe. Looking back, I you were your boyfriend for six years and you never had sex with him. Nope, nope. I told him I wanted to wait till I was eighteen. So, anyways, um, getting to college, uh, start my rebelling. <laughs> started drinking way too much, going to all these different parties, meeting everybody and anybody. And guys started like talking to me and, you know, getting to know me. And I never like initiated anything. I never like pushed the boundaries because I was never going to cheat. I was that I wasn't going to do that. Um, But when I started to have these like urges that I was like, I kind of want to get to know him, but is that okay? I'm, I'm in a relationship. So I told my sister about it, and she said, Kate, I think you just need to take a break and figure out what you want. <laughs> this is weird. It gets weird. So, um, what happened? He, okay, so he was home from college for summer break, and I went over to his house, his parents' house. His parents weren't home. Thank gosh, because I've been really awkward. And I sat him down, and I said, hey, look, 
I want to take a break and figure out who Caitlin is without you. I need to figure out who I am as a person before I, you know, decide we want to be together for the rest of our lives. So he starts um, asking me why, what did he do? Please don't do this. And this is where he brings his computer and shows me the engagement ring he had picked out and the plans he had for our future. And I don't think I said two words. I just said, this is what I think needs to happen. I am so sorry. Wow, that's such a crazy... So because of that, you think he's like hasn't been able to get over you and that he's your big? That's like, I don't even know what I would do in that situation. All right, guys, you know, my skin is clear. It's not irritated anymore. It's not so red anymore. And that is all because I've been using BioClarity. BioClarity uses naturally derived ingredients that has amazing benefits. It's got antioxidants that is found in green tea to clean and detoxify your skin. It's got cooling cucumber to soothe and oak kernel extract to hydrate. They don't have weird, harsh chemicals. Unlike traditional acne treatments, it doesn't use benzoyl peroxide, which causes redness and dryness and irritation. Because of BioClarity, I don't have that anymore. It does use prescription strength acetic acid and restorative Floralux. That is an ingredient derived from chlorophyll. Yeah, the green stuff in plants. It's going to calm your skin. It's going to reduce pore size. It's good for you and Mother Nature. So head on over to BioClarity.com. And our listeners are going to get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That's a $20 savings, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. But you need to enter our code, which is GETIT, G-E-T-I-T. That is bioclarity.com, and then enter our code, GETIT. And now, we continue on to the podcast topic. So like a year later, he he starts drinking a lot and starts partying, which I'm like, hey, that's great. Streaking? Drinking, drinking, oh. drinking. Sorry. <laughs> so he starts um, drinking too much, like more, too too much, and he was calling me and texting me all the time. Um, and at one point, um, we had talked about getting a certain breed of dog. He texted me and said, "Hey, I bought a dog, and this is her. And what should I name it?" and I was like, I don't know. I'm like, here's some names I like. And he actually named one of the names his dog. Like, I can't get over it. So, And, and this like, is when you're, like, not together. This is, like, a year later, right? Well, I mean, a year later, we still hung out a few times. Okay. Looking back, maybe we shouldn't have done that. But So is, that, felt- is that where you think, Caitlin, like, that's, like, the bigness of your story? It's, like, you're you're technically hanging out with someone that you know you're not going to end up with and you kind of felt guilty by like not reading the letter yeah and by still hanging out with someone even a year after even though like you do you know deep down that he's like not the one yeah it sounds like it it sounds like it at this point I think I was still trying to convince myself we were going to get back together because I thought that that's what was supposed to happen. So he got the dog. And, I mean, we almost got back together because it was a cute puppy. And I was like, well, this is adorable. I mean, amen. A dog right? can really do everything. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so I decided not to. Um, and this is when I said, okay, I really have to break things off. Like, no more break. This is year. We're going on year two. Um, we're done. You know, I tried. And I just, this is just leading you on. We need to be done. Okay, so we're officially broken up. And at this time, I started, like, seeing other, not seeing, I've never seen another guy, 
besides my husband. And we, but I did start hanging out with other guys and just oh, wait, so, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so you're married. I am married, yes. Okay, but okay, not to whoa. your big. Plot no. twist. No, she's no. not to her big. It's, yeah, she's not to her big. The big. Yeah, no, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, meant right. I meant to the guy. I mean, you're as right, in like Lindsay. the guy to that you're big too. To her carry. Right. Exactly. So I know, wait carry. a second. That's yeah. so to her, your okay. Carl. And Kaylin, we, we have need to know like we just want to ask you a couple questions because we only have so much time. You as a 24 year old still get signs that you think he is your big. What we really want to know is like right now as a married woman, does he still reach out to you? No. So he did. Um, he did in year three and year four. He did still reach out, and there's still something in the pit of my stomach that I thought I was responsible for his feelings. Mm. So I would respond very, not not all the time, but just enough to like let him know that I'm I'm there for him if he needs anything. Right, like you still but care, kind of. I still care. Yeah, exactly. So um, in my email that I guys sent you, um, so by this time I'm seeing I'm seeing my now husband, and I go through. Um, I have five brain surgeries and I'm, I'm with my husband. He's there with me through the whole time. And I, at this time, I know for a fact, like he's my husband is who I want to be with the rest of my life. And to see this, my ex-boyfriend go from a person who was liked and everybody loved him and everybody thought he was the biggest thing ever to someone you can't even recognize like he just completely let himself go it's been four years and you're not over it like it's time to move on so i don't know if i just handled things wrong maybe i have no, no I idea think, what like, i supposed to do when you're handling right. somebody else's feelings it's always just so delicate because it's it's the fine line of being honest but being sensitive i think is such a gray area that's like nobody knows how to navigate that like letting someone down easy without you know hurting them when the truth might really hurt them that like right. you have found your person and he is not the one but you still care about him as a human and care about his right. feelings is sensitive it's it's definitely just a weird yeah. place to be in and i mean yeah i've never had to break up with anyone but being on the other side of it um and being that person that needs closure and seeing a lot of people in my lifetime who are heartbroken because they don't have it i think it's always good to say Hey, it's never going to happen. Maybe not in that way, but in some way. Because I, I really do think people hold on, um, whether you think that's being a hopeless romantic or delusional. How did he handle, though, you getting married? Yeah. like was, Does he, he show up the to the wedding? Like, did he write you a note? Uh, so, like Taylor Swift song? They're, all my friends were like, Caitlin, what happens if he shows up at the wedding? Like, this was a legit concern of everybody's. And I'm like, you guys, he's not going to do that. I think he has enough respect for me that he's not going to do that. And I had texted him when we got engaged. And I said, you know, I wish you nothing but the best. I think you're a great guy. I think you're going to find somebody who's great for you. But it's just not Yeah, me. that's really, like, considerate of you. Thank you. I'm a, I am a girl, so I try to have feelings sometimes. <laughs> but I just – so, no, he didn't show up to the wedding. I deleted him on all my social medias when we got engaged just because – I was like, maybe that's what he needs is to get me completely cut out of um, his life, you know? Yeah. But I do just want to end that. I think the idea of a big is nice and fun and the chase is fun and that puppy love and the admiration you have. But once that mystery passes, you have to have somebody who you have that deep connection with who you know is going to be there through thick and thin for the rest of your life. 
Right. It's deep. I love it. Kaylin, <laughs> thank you so much for calling in and sharing your story with us. And we're so happy you're happily married. <laughs> and thank I hope you. that guy finds someone. Me too. Me Aww. too. It's so great to hear the other side. I know. It's really good to hear the other side. Thanks, Caitlin. Thank you. Right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I got the best gift. It was a box of Omaha steak meats. It provided Lauren and I with so many dinners and they were delicious. It was honestly the best burger I've ever made in my entire life. And Lauren and I didn't think we could make steak, but with with them, like, wow, it was amazing. Let me tell you about how for only $49.99, you can get that family gift pack that we got when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter our code get it into the search bar that is 75% off right now omaha steaks is giving an exclusive savings just to our listeners so listen to what you're going to get for less than $50 two filet mignons two top sirloins two boneless pork chops two boneless chicken breasts four kielbasa sausages four burgers and you're going to make those amazing burgers that i made right Four potatoes au gratin, four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha steak seasoning packet, and plus, guess what? You're going to get a little free gift. You're going to get four additional kielbasa sausages. So go to omahasteaks.com, enter our code GETIT, G-E-T-I-T, into the search bar. Get a 75% savings. It's a gift that's going to be a hit because who doesn't need more food in their life, right? (laughs) Back to our conversation. So, Stephanie, we are so happy that you are willing to share your big story. Can you tell us the the, the finest details of your story? Yeah, you got it. You are so welcome. Uh, my big story is a little bit crazy. I'm 31, and I met my big when I was 25. I actually moved to a new city in 2011 after college for a job, and he already worked at the company that I got a job for. Um, it's kind of wow. like... Yeah, I know. It's I'm like, related. Ashley's like having a moment here. <laughs> <laughs> this is like kind of my side hustle and a part-time job though. So I have another full-time job, but so he works like normal business hours and I work really weird hours. So we never worked at the same time together. And I didn't even meet him until the Christmas party, the company Christmas party in 2012. Okay. And one of my coworkers was with me and she's really good friends with him. So she's the one that introduced us. And I immediately thought he was so cute, but I knew he was older than me. And I have dated guys that I've worked with before and it is just a monumental disaster. So I was like, that's not even like going through my head right now. We chatted a little bit about like normal stuff, like my other job, baseball, music, stuff like that. And that was it. Didn't really think about him after that. And we went on our separate ways, whatever. So over the next few years, like I would run into him at work occasionally. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm starting to get a crush on this guy. And, you know, I would always show up at work during normal business for the dumbest reasons. I would be like, oh, well, I had a meeting here today. Or, oh my God, I forgot my phone charger last night. (laughs) I have to come in and pick it up. Classic. Yep. Love it. Yeah, I know. It was really, really pathetic. And he like makes fun of me to this day for it. But um, so this all went on through like 2014. And then I had three years, three years. Yes. It was just kind of like me running into him and like trying to see him at work occasionally. And then in 2014, there was this huge event at work that I wanted to go to. And when I got there, I like ended up spending the whole time with him. And after that, I was like, oh, my God, I'm done. Like, he's so cute. He's so funny. Like, I just want to hang out with him all the time. 
But the problem was he'd been dating somebody for like two years. Oh, God. I know. I was like, I got to stop having a crush on this guy because this is bad. Yeah, toxic. Right. So later that summer, I live next to a baseball field and my friend and I were like walking to the game. We walk by this bar and I hear somebody yelling at me and I'm like, oh God, who's yelling at me? Who knows my name? Like, how is somebody noticing me across the street? And it was him. He was like with a group of people. And I was like, oh my God, he knows my name. Like, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) So I walk over to this bar and he's like, it was like an outdoor bar. He was on a patio. He's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to the baseball game. Probably like you are. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, oh, just wanted to say hi. I saw you across the street. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> and so I kept walking. We walked away and I looked at my best friend and I'm like, I love him. That's <laughs> like, like uh, also like would be at uh, that moment would live in my brain for a long time. <laughs> yes. And my friend was like, do you even really know him? And I'm like, not that well, but I still love him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to And do he love. also looks yep. like my best husband. Best way to do love. Right. And then you have that magical moment where you're like, um, it was serendipitous that I saw him and he oh, saw yeah. me from across the way. 100% fake. Continue on. For sure. So anyways, fast forward to like 2015. I saw on Facebook, because we became Facebook friends like in sometime in 2014. He says that I added him and like went back in his activity log to prove that I added him because I thought he added me. But I'm like, you're so annoying. Um, so 2015 rolls around. I see on Facebook that he is renting out his condo and I'm like, this only means one thing. He's got to be moving in with his girlfriend. Damn it. Or just moving. Or they broke up. But he didn't live with her. So yeah. So they totally ended up moving in together. I'm like, okay, they're going to get married. And I like went on my merry way, like was dating other people and just living my life, going to baseball games, going to concerts, hanging out. And I was still pulling my move of, like, showing up at work occasionally and, like, emailing him about random things that, like, made it seem like it was work but really wasn't. So this continued for, like, another year. And in March of 2016, so last year, I went to Arizona for spring training. It's, like, baseball. Like, practice baseball, if you will. But it's really just a big party. I go, like, every year on vacation with my friends and just drink a lot. And we'd been texting a lot more, and I was at a game, and we had this inside joke about a baseball player. But he's still so, like, with the girlfriend? Still with the girlfriend. Mm. But we were never, like, disrespectful. It was always just kind of friendly about, like, music and base. We both really love baseball, obviously. So it was about stuff like that. It was never, it was never to the point where it got disrespectful. Go Dodgers. I mean, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, um, okay. So then how does, when does he break up with the girlfriend? He breaks up with the girlfriend in May of 2016. So when I texted him from Arizona that year, I was like so drunk, which is terrible. But I was like, hey, just so you know, I've had a crush on you for years. Oh, and I was, my God. I love that. That right, is I threw, terrifying to me. I no, threw I've my phone in my bag after I said it and was like, I'm never looking at that phone again, ever. Threw it in my bag. And like 20 minutes later, I was like, told my friend, I'm like, just look at it and tell me if there's a text. Just look at it and tell me. And so she looked at it and she was like, no, there's a text from him. He was like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, I just thought you should know. Like, have a good day. Oh, my and God. He was, and he was like, for, to shorten this up, he was just like, yeah, same. And I was <gasps> like, what? Wow. 
Whoa. And he told he told me that before I even met him at the Christmas party, he saw me at work and was asking about me. Oh, but then yeah. that also freaks me out because he had a girlfriend. I can never be in a relationship. I'm See, so scared Naz of it. Is, like, always thinks like that. And you know, so wait, where are you at thought, now with but, him? Because yeah. that was like a year it's, and a half. I feel like you guys are together. And where does our podcast <laughs> come into play? Okay, so we dated on and off for like a year after he well he broke up with his girlfriend and then he wasn't ready for a relationship. Of course, and timing classic yeah, right? when are they ready for a relationship well, well, I'm at, when like, they meet I'm a girl genuinely that asking. they want to be in a relationship with that's when they're ready <laughs> timing was so bad like we got in tons of Ugh, fights like timing. he was still talking to his ex he was the mayor of breadcrumb city for the whole summer last year <laughs> yeah. he was a hansel the mayor that's the name okay, of the episode that, see, he's not really a big if he's never breadcrumb do Oh, he was the exactly. mayor of the city last summer. <laughs> and I don't even think he meant to do it. it and just, those like, listening, kind of those listening who haven't heard the other podcast, breadcrumbing is when a guy or a girl literally leaves breadcrumbs and just leads you on. But anyways, keep going. Just like a little text here and there. I'll, just to keep you going. Just a little like see you see once just, a year. It's okay. <laughs> right. And it's so like, crazy. that's better than nothing. It's like when you're starving and you're about to die. They're like, no, yeah. here you go. And All then right. you're just like, oh, this will sustain me for a well, little while. Well, just because we have one more caller, I want to get to the meat and potatoes. So, All right. So we went through this whole summer being like kind of friends with benefits. It was absolutely torture. I hated it, but I still did it because, of course, that was better than nothing. Mm-hmm. And we get to the point where we stop talking for like six weeks. No clue what happened. Like, was he dating somebody else? Like the conversation we'd had up to that point was everything was friendly. Nothing was wrong. We didn't get in a fight. He just like straight up disappeared. Like ghosted you? Well, it wasn't even ghosting because I didn't really reach out to him either because I was like, he can text me. I shouldn't be texting him. But six months is a long time for you to like not. Oh, six weeks. It was only six weeks. It felt like six months and I wanted to die, but you know, whatever. So six weeks went by and then my favorite baseball team made the playoffs and he texted me the night they made the playoffs and was like, congratulations on another postseason." And I was like, who does this guy think he is? Mm. What is Ugh. wrong with this guy? Ugh. So after much deliberation and two hours of consulting with my friends, we decided to send him a gif of my team dancing in the bullpen. And then he didn't respond to it. Okay, wait, and but you like, don't run into him at work? No, because we work different hours. Like, he works normal business hours, and I'm only there, like, nights and weekends. So now you're just still in this gray zone. Yeah. Still in this, like, awful... I'm like, why did he text You're me? in big what limbo. Is- being being with a big is being in the gray, always. Yeah. You're, yeah. like, yeah. in your living big limbo. It, we should make a documentary called Living in the Gray and just it's like put everyone up, on camera. It's like the upside down of, like, bigs. Yeah. Like, you're just... That's a Stranger Things reference. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to explain it, it was so bad. So then two days later, I'm sitting in my house on a Friday night. I had to work early the next morning, so I didn't go out. I looked it on my phone. You and also he... don't have to go out on a Friday night. <laughs> Fridays are for sitting. Fridays are for lounging. We love that. Right, lounging. but I had, I had to get up at 4.30 in the morning, so I didn't even want to try to go right, out. Like, right. not even an option. So I'm sitting here, and he calls me that night. And I pick up the phone, and he's like, hey, just wondered how things have been. And I'm like, um... So we catch up for like 30 minutes and like 30 minutes into this phone conversation. I'm like, where the hell did you go? Mm-hmm. Like, what is wrong with you? Good. So Admire keeps- your ability to speak your yeah. mind. And what he said, <laughs> he was like, you know, well, you didn't text me either. And it just kind of turned into an experiment of like how we weren't talking and like how long it was going to take for us to talk. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? What a response. And I just, I just lit into him, like everything that I'd been upset about. I was like crying and I, and he's like, Stephanie, well, I listened to your podcast and I'm like, 
dude, I'm not on a podcast. What are you talking about? And he's like, you tweeted about it. And it was, I had responded to Ashley on Twitter about the first Mr. Big podcast. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm only halfway through. Yes, this is so right. And he stalked my Twitter and then listen to you guys' podcast. Oh, I mean, like, my God. But what's so put- interesting is that, like, he must have known what a big is because he we had to just see it. Yeah, but no, why would he click on it? Why would he think it was referring to, like, dating him? Or him. she yeah. said, I'm in the middle of this. Oh, she said... I'm in the middle of this? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm in the middle of this like that. Not like I'm in the middle. Oh, I'm experiencing this right now. Exactly. Not I'm in the middle of listening. Exactly. Okay. Right. So. But then that's he, also like a mind fuck to you to be like, so you really miss me because you're stalking my Twitter and going through and then you want to listen to something that meant a lot to me. Like, I just like to I'm think putting that myself we're in your, bra- in your like shoes that and I'm like stressed some- out for you. I just like to think we're well, making some sort of impact. I know. I do too. I think we're making the world a better place. So what did he say? I he just was like, I did not you. realize that I was doing that to you. I didn't realize that I hurt you so bad. And I was like, well, you did. <laughs> and wow. so, well, we ended up hooking up that night, which was the dumbest idea ever. Always and then is. like whoa, wait, okay. two days later, I'm like, what did I just do? Like, what is wrong with me? So I was like, we need to have a conversation. We have to talk about this. We can't just like leave it as is. So I went to his house and I was like, we have three options. The three options are one, we don't talk anymore. I was fine without you for six weeks, like disappear again. Two, we can be friends without benefits and be cordial at work. Or three, we can actually try to date if you really missed me like you said you did. And he kissed me, slept with me, made me dinner, slept with me again. And then I stayed at his house and I was like, so was this option three? And it was option three because we've been dating exclusively for like two months. Oh, oh my God. God. Yes. Oh, he didn't hallelujah. give you a verbal number three. Um, He didn't tell me which matter? option. What? I don't know. Oh, so he just, okay. So in the moment that <laughs> Actually, was, so was, the kiss, be like, was the kiss. Wait, can you write down and was going to be like, you don't want to be friends with benefits. I'll just show you how good Actually I am. Actually comes from a world of where she gets roses as a signal of I like what we're doing here oh my god wait I'm like can you just circle one please stephanie thank you so much for calling and telling wait, us your I'm story so it's great cannot believe that we helped be a ca- i mean of course got to bring it back to yeah, us bring yeah. it be a catalyst of you did and it's so good now we like do normal things i like stay at his house we go on real dates i've met his friends i've met his brother like things are really really good and i'm really happy this is so crazy. you go glenn coco yeah. not to jump the I'm gun still, but invite don't us to worry the oh for sure i'm <laughs> Lizzie a wants terrified and, like, every time I text him, I still feel like I'm going to vomit because oh, I'm, like, do? waiting on the oh, other no. shoe to drop. Oh, I totally oh, Well, shouldn't he not oh, make no. you feel that way, though? No. But then it's the only, it's too good. It's, like, no. the, it's too good to be true right. feeling. She's right. It's too good right now. And I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, things were so bad for, like, a year. And he breadcrumbed me for so You're long. You're trained to like, think the worst of these yeah, people. Yeah. But I, after a while, you don't feel that way anymore. I'm starting to We've come around. We've never gotten to that point. Lauren has. Lauren's not here, but she's, like, so comfortable now. Okay, please tell me. Just keep me updated on what that feeling and one, how long it takes yes well Steph, sure. your story is amazing and inspiring <laughs> you are truly an inspiration thank yes, you so thank much thank you so much you're so welcome thanks for doing the first big podcast i yeah, guess because wow. you were kind of a catalyst <laughs> thank you for listening really means the world we love you you are welcome i hope we converted your your big too hope he listens on the reg I hope he does too. And you guys are invited to the wedding if I can trick him and marry me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Right, give us a follow up in a couple months. Right. You got it. Bye, Bye girl. Bye. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. 
Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. All right, guys, and now we have our third listener on the line. Her name is Yvette, and Yvette, you've got a great big story for us. <laughs> I think so. You're a big unicorn. You know? <laughs> Tell us your story. Yeah, you got a great story. <laughs> yeah, so, man, so this started back in 2004 when I was 17. Um, in the, I'll try to be the condensed version. Um, I just went to a concert and I met this, this guy I went with a friend, um, who was a mutual friend of ours and, um, she was just going to see him and he was there and he was like the lead singer of this band and was this tall, dark, handsome, older guy. And I mean, I swooned over him, but I didn't think anything cause it was just sort of like out of the realm of possibility. And, um, so he ended up asking me to sign the email list and emailed me. Long story short, we ended up going on our first date uh, pretty shortly after that and all the cheesy things. Like he, he wrote me a song and sang it to me on our first date, which is so, it's a little like funny now. Um, but I think as teenagers, that's, I mean, what do you want? What more do you want at like 17 years old? I'm about to be 28 and I'm swooning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he wrote a song for you on that is, for the first date. Ashley uh, and I just looked at each other because I was like, that's my dream. And one thing you didn't include, which is really cute, is you thought never, like he was this guy with tattoos that would never like look your way. And then he asked you to write your email down and then of course <laughs> asked you out. Yeah, it was a total shock. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, he's just trying to get followers for his band, whatever. He does this all the time, I'm sure. And um, I, I still maintain that that was totally like his pickup line. Um, he says it wasn't, but who knows. Um, but yeah, so we did that. We ended up dating for like two and a half years. And um, I mean, it was amazing. It was everything of the, a big story should be, you know, mm -hmm. like he was my best friend and he was just so fun and we laughed all the time. And it was, I mean, it was, it was great. And, um, but you know, as teenagers and young 20 somethings, uh, just, you know, it wasn't going to kind of, we weren't going to get married at that point and things ended up, we just broke up and it was the, the big love story of my life. You know, I always kind of looked back on it. It was the most heartbreaking breakup. It was, I mean, just, I've never been that sad. <laughs> so we broke up just, you know, teenage, teenage reasons, I guess. I don't know. Um, and there's like this gap of six years that happens <laughs> um, where, you know, we only spoke like one time and it was before like a pretty major thing in his life. And we one kind of time in six years. Yeah. Um, really, that was it because so here's the thing. We spoke right before a pretty big moment in his life and we kind of discussed what we had had. And we're like this, you know, we're just kind of like wrestling with with, <laughs> with what we had and um but he was just like my best friend. So he was there and it was, I don't know, it was great. But so there's like the six year gap where I'm dating other people. He actually gets married. 
um, he marries another girl. I thought there was a part where he wait. There's a, there's a part before that event. So this, so we talked right before that. Before he, when he was um, dating, we sort of just met up and just talked one time. That's the only time that we talked, and we. You know, he was just sort of like, we had such a great thing, and I don't know, and I chalked it up to cold feet and, you know, just crazy things going on, and um, we just sort of best friend talked it out, sort of, even though, like, we hadn't spoken for, I think that was probably, like, two years since we had spoken, like, since we had broken up. Um, So, it was like, can I tell everyone of that, like, how it happened, or... um, yeah, I just don't ever want to make anyone feel bad like no, the other of course. side. <laughs> well, I just I just want Lizzie and everyone listening to know that before he proposed, he met up with Yvette and pretty much was like, I need to know that I'm doing the right thing. Is that okay to say, Yvette? Yeah, yeah, okay. that's, a, that's a great way to say it. Can you imagine, Lizzie? I'm not okay. I know. Isn't that the most <laughs> romantic like, thing you've ever heard shook. in like the most twisted way? I, I have to, I'm like literally sweating over here okay so keep going so then he ended up marrying her right so and then when I saw that that and and what I kind of said during that thing was just like I I kind of pawed it off because I was dating someone else at the same at the time and you know I just wrote it off as like we had teenage puppy love we had this connection and you know that was it um and so yeah I heard he got married just we had social media friends in common we weren't friends on social media but i just saw that it happened and i was like awesome you know it's great for him really i was because i just i cared about him so much that i thought you know if this is his person then great Did like you i'm really glad think it was his person after he asked you before he proposed i well i kind of did because i he didn't he didn't cross any lines. He didn't, he just wanted to talk to me about it. And I thought he just needed to sort of talk it out. And, um, I, I was where I was at. He was where he was at and they ended up, you know, getting married or they, he proposed and they got married. And I was like, awesome. He figured like, you know, he figured it out. And, um, I was honestly happy because I thought, you know, if he found his person, I'm going to find my person. Um, and, you know, great. Everyone's going to win here, you know? And, um, and you know, whether you say unfortunately or not, he ended up getting, um, a divorce, which honestly, when I heard about it years, this was years later, I actually don't know how many years, um, it's within this like six year time span though. Um, but when I heard about it, I was just like, Oh, that sucks. Like you don't want anyone that you care about to go through that, but you know, that's kind of, all I really thought about it like that that's awful that sucks for them (laughs) um but yeah so then after that uh must have been maybe about a year or something like that we ended up getting into contact again one way or another um and we sort of talked a little bit we it was cool to have him back as like a friend because he had always just been this really close person to me um but we didn't well, actually like go ahead when you when you heard he got divorced was there any kind of like i don't know like voice inside your head being like this is meant to be or yeah like any kind of like excitement selfishly which is fine to admit because <laughs> now you're happily married but like just 
like a little bit of hope yeah. still glimmering inside of you? Probably, honestly, I think that I I really suppressed a lot of it because it was such like I was so sad when we broke up, and I know I don't think I ever wanted to like feel that way again. Um, and so much time had passed, you know, like I had dated other people, you know, he had gone through this relationship, this huge relationship for him. Um, and maybe I thought like, oh, well then maybe that could still be a thing or that's back out there now. Um, but for the most part, I just was sad for his heart. (laughs) I was thinking like, oh man, that sucks for them, you know? Well, I really want to (laughs) know what happened, how you guys reconnected and then tell us what happened. Yeah. So there was like a very mini like reconnection, um, that sort of didn't go anywhere. That's a little anticlimactic, but, um, another year or two later, this just goes to show you like just how much can happen and go on and how much time can pass. Um, I was kind of happily single and I had done a lot of growing and I was living by myself and I was just really happy with where I was. And he kind of contacted me again and he actually, he texted and he just said that he wanted to talk to me. Um, You know, maybe could he take me out to coffee and we could talk? He wanted to apologize for kind of how things had gone in our past. And I was like, if anyone needs to apologize, it's probably me because (laughs) our last um, meet up, I kind of was a little bit, I was just skeptical. I wasn't sure because I think I've always thought of him as this sort of far out guy. And I was like, there's no way that this guy is like actually supposed to be <laughs> like who I with me. With. Yeah. Like, that's how you think of yeah. your thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and I think that was a little subconscious of mostly I was just like trying to keep him at arm's length. And I was like, cause I was like, if I see him again, I know that there's going to be that chemistry and I, I'm afraid to like kind of dive back into that. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. So, um, so that we have like five minutes left. So I want to make sure we get to um, okay. how you ended up with him. And then maybe we can potentially bring him on. For sure. When, when I bring him on, do you want me to put him on speaker or no? Um, or just give him the phone. Well, we can play it by ear. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so yeah, the what ended up happen, happening is he just was sort of persistent. He would um, he would text and just say, "I hope you're doing well, thinking of you." And um, for a while, I sort of fought against it, and eventually, I responded back, and we met up, and then we met up again and had a couple of dates, and. Literally, from when we decided to be official, um, three months after that, we got married. <laughs> married wow, three months so after much your hope. first date. <laughs> it's like, so you're telling crazy. me I could be married in three months. <laughs> Before my 30th birthday. Who would have oh, thought at this man. point I would get married at So wait, how long have you been married? So we will have been married for two years in February. Oh. Wait, is he home right now? He is home. Let me. Can we bring him on the line? Absolutely. 
Dude, 13 years on and off. If there's any... Like and now he's going to med season school. seven to sex in the city. He's going to med school now. Yeah, Ashley, just so you know, he's I going to med school. I think he was written in a romantic comedy. I and think then you should write a novel. Out a not a novel. Lizzie and you I could learned. do a novel based on true story. Before he started recording, Go Lizzie right and I learned ahead. he's going to like, med did school. Did Nicholas Sparks write him? <laughs> Lizzie's like from rock star to med school. <laughs> Edward and Yvette, Every base that's necessary. So and also the yeah, pictures, like, you guys, she sent us pictures, and you guys are literally the cutest. Yeah, you guys are really cute. <laughs> hey, you're, guys. You're sweet. Hi, Edward. Hi. <laughs> it's Mr. Big. He's on the line. Oh, oh my God. It's Mr. Big. I don't know what to say. Lizzie, you go first. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Edward, did you know your your whole life that you were going to marry a vet? Did not, I know my whole life? Yes. Yeah. Well, from the point of birth, <laughs> I know. No, no, no. Since I mean, meeting, from the moment you met her, obviously. I apologize now. <laughs> but He's that's so cute. Um, but from a very long time ago, um, from the moment that we started talking and then started dating, it was very clear to me that we had a pretty incredible connection, to say the least. And then, as I'm sure you've heard, uh, we lost that for a while. And um, really losing it uh, just magnified the the knowing that what we had was incredibly special. And so when we had the opportunity to reconnect, um, that was just a dream come true. I want to know what compelled you to go and talk to Yvette before you married or proposed to your first wife. Yeah, so this is a, you know, it's a really tough question. Um, because, uh, when Yvette and I broke up and I was kind of persistent to try to get together or get back together, um, there was some big hesitancy there, but I used to tell myself that if I could have this incredible relationship, um, with this, with this girl and, uh, speaking of Yvette and, and she wasn't quote the one for me, then I could just imagine how things would be. Uh, with my wife, whom I will one day marry. And so after some persistence in, in things not working out, I've, I kind of reasoned in my mind, well, everything is there. It seems like this is a good idea. Um, and to be really honest with you, not to oversimplify things, but I, I don't think I was in the right state to really understand what mattered in a relationship, um, what I needed, uh, what I really needed to be as far as the man I needed to be to, to offer something that was exceptional. Um, I was still learning all of those things. And so um, we're masters of self-justification. And I really was the king at that moment of, of justifying a really poor decision and paid for it. Um, uh, this is so insightful, it. Edward, because I feel like, don't you feel like most, do you feel like a lot of men, I don't want to say most men kind of, it ha- they have to be okay with themselves and like have you know be where they want to be with work and like life before they actually settle down like do you find that statement to be true in your case well i'm i'm a big advocate and subscriber to the idea that uh while we are all growing and in an end process there are prerequisites you know you have to be at a certain level before they give you your driver's license you have to learn a few things before they they give it to you. You have to uh, go through certain steps to become qualified to become a lawyer or a doctor. And and so as far as ro- romantic relationships are concerned and emotional intelligence, none of us have it all figured out. 
by any means, but I do believe that there is a certain prerequisite level of emotional intelligence that we all have to kind of attain in order to be in successful relationships that are not corrosive or toxic. Um, essentially, it's a whole person connecting with a whole person, and, and through that, you can uh, really navigate through any issue that, that you have. And, and I had to learn the hard way what a lot of those important principles were and who I needed to be, uh, what mattered, what love was, what love isn't, what a lot of people think it is. And people have different uh, needs. They have different values. But but yes, I would say that, you know, they're prerequisite. Okay. So then my my last question for you is, when you proposed the second time to Yvette, did yeah. you just know in your entire body that she was the one for you compared to the first time? Oh, yeah. Well, without a, without a doubt. Uh, my mom, she would ask me this question. My family's uh, Hispanic. She would say, uh, she would ask me if I was amoroso. That's kind of like this tidal wave, overwhelming feeling of love um, and just certainty associated with that love. And to be really honest, she asked me that before I proposed the first time. And, and I wasn't really honest with myself. Uh, thought yes, but the answer was no. And there was uncertainty. And, and, you know, I don't want to speak too much about that. And I don't even want to speak ill of uh, my first wife. But um, after learning everything that I learned through, going through counseling, was learning a whole lot and uh, having the opportunity to reconnect with the vet, I knew almost immediately. Yeah, he would tell me, like, I, I'm, I know I shouldn't say this, but I love you and we're going to get married. And I was like, you can't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I used to tell her that, and I meant it. And I, I mean, still mean right. it, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> well, Yvette and Edward, we love you guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Edward, I just want you to maybe end, since we don't um, very often get to get the guy's perspective on things, do you have anything sure. to say to people that are maybe still out there hanging on to someone that they still care about? Yes, well, <clears throat> I would be a... That's not giving well, them what they need. Yes, this is this is I mean, this is a hard thing to speak to. But my very short answer is don't do it alone. Um, have people in your life who you respect uh, to, to tell you not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. And uh, and, and maybe you, you give it a shot for a season. You try different things. Um, but there may come a time, you know, the right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. Mm. And. And if it's not time and you've sought counsel and it's just not working, um, you have to understand your self-worth and, and, and know that there is someone out there who's going to recognize the treasure in you. And when you have that with someone, it's amazing. It's comparable to nothing. It's heaven on earth. So um, do it with friends. Do it with people you love. Do it with wise people. Look for people who have relationships that you want and ask if you can take them out to lunch. Just ask them questions. That's not a bad idea in my view well if you guys are ever in LA, we'd love to take you out <laughs> yeah. to lunch it is literally relationship <laughs> networking love you and guys. if you have it. any other nice doctors in med school that you think <laughs> you musicians med you know med school whatever neighbors oh, if you'd like to pass them on friends. to us single girls of the i don't get it podcast oh, we would goodness. greatly appreciate just yeah start like a i don't know if my wife told you school. but uh... i didn't tell yeah, we do have a friend i thought about i'm not gonna lie oh well yeah. we will uh, does he look 
gonna like you. We will email you guys for further inquiry. Yeah, we're gonna take this offline. <laughs> All right, we yeah. love you guys, and we'll end the I Don't Get It podcast. Mr. Big Stories, part two there. Yvette, Edward, thank you. Lizzie, thanks for coming on for this. We love all of you. Thank you guys. Our joy. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 I don't get it. Podcast.